0: liberating humanity from isolation into belonging. Welcome back, brother, to another episode of Consciousness and Leadership, the podcast for truth-seeking souls. I'm your host and facilitator, brother in arms, Spencer Raymond Madden. And today I am really excited and quite fired up, if I'm being honest, uh, to have a beautiful power couple on the transmission today I was reflecting with them before I hopped on and when we started chatting before we hit record how this is the fourth podcast I have produced and I have had ah, somewhere over 500,000 downloads between the four the four podcasts over the years and this is the first time in probably 200 plus conversations that I've had a couple on and even more aligned that they're a power couple and they're evolving and flowing and just have such a beautiful relationship. So without further ado, I'd love to welcome Silver Storick and Georgia Morley to Consciousness and Leadership. Welcome, Silver and Georgia.
1: Thank you, Spencer, for that resounding and very, very <laughs> warm welcome. It's pleasure a pleasure to be here on your show with my epic co-creator, Georgia Morley. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, thanks, Spencer. It's a a real honor to be here and support this incredible podcast, yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: thank you so much for your time and your energy. I know I value it and the brother who's listening where there was a frequency match that all the things he could be doing with his time and energy right now, he was drawn to the sacred conversation that we're going to have. So we like to get right into it um, on this show. So I'd love to ask you, Silver, to kick it off and share with us a little bit about what the two of you are co-creating.
1: Wow. Well, that's a really, really big question.
2: (laughs) What aren't we co-creating, honey? I
1: love it. I love it. Yeah. I know, I know. We're
2: pleasure, pain, <laughs> all of the above, all of the above, Spencer. <laughs> Go for it. Oh
1: yeah, it's been it's been a hell of a journey, Spencer, from <laughs> from our first moments of meeting each other at a at a tantra temple party in in Bali almost three years ago to where we are now, and yeah, from from the first moment we saw each other there was definitely uh animal attraction i mm-hmm. would say and and that is really just sort of been the catalyst for for this journey that we've embarked on you know i've always seen myself as an adventurer spencer and and i have to say you know this journey that i've been on with with georgia has been one of the most the most fruitful and the most exciting and the most passionate the most co-creative and the most painful <laughs> journeys that I've I've been on and yeah I'm just I'm just so happy to to share this journey with Georgia and and really you know what we're doing now is we're we're liberating humanity from isolation into belonging which is our our mission statement in everything that we do and i'll let georgia stack on that
2: Mm, thanks honey yeah i I really love that metaphor of animal (laughs) connection mostly because it really appeals to the the side of me that uh navigates through all these primal emotions that we experience in relationship and that animal connection that we know so many people experience the the fight, flight, or freeze uh, that comes up in our relationship experiences, it's all very primal. It's all very, it's an abundant well of emotions and experiences and liberating humanity from isolation to belonging really, really is a commitment to supporting humans to come out of the isolation of their minds and their experiences and the filters that they perceive their present moment experience through. So that's the, the possibility that we're creating for humanity is, is more of that primal connection so we can come into more harmony and relationship.
0: I'm already feeling the energy here. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So there is a lot of different directions that we could take this in because that was juicy. And I would like to go back to that, that moment, that experience where you're in this tantra temple, um, in Bali, where for some reason, I thought you were still living there, but I know, I guess that was just a time and you're now over in, uh, in our neck of the woods, which is beautiful, but I'd love to go back to that moment. So Georgia, could you just set up what mm-hmm. that experience <laughs> was like, and then take us through, you know, some of the first, the first little bit of your journey together?
2: Mm, yeah. Well, you know, for those of you who don't know what a, a neo-tantric temple party is, it's basically a space to explore energy. And within that space, uh, energies come up and you have the opportunity to experience them with other beings and men, women, and, and the experience is, can be quite erotic. It can be quite adventurous. It can be quite mysterious it really can throw you into a space of being triggered. You could feel um, some emotional upheaval come into those spaces. And so when Silver and I met, um, I was newly processing out of a relationship and Silver was really on a journey of, you know, uh, co-creation with the universe. He was on a pilgrimage, traveling and experiencing so many beautiful things. And when we connected in this space, what came through us was oh, just this this deep instinct to, to move through emotion. That's basically how I'd like to summarize it. And from that moment forward, as we began to engage, we were made witness to all the magic and spontaneity that one experiences in the newness of relating and then of course the discomfort and challenges and what is often referred to as triggers which you know for for us collectively can be rejection abandonment fear not enough all those things that we hear about so much and so we felt compelled would you say that's right, honey? <laughs> we felt compelled to pursue something that was largely oh, romantic and beautiful and oh, so sexy and gorgeous. And then simultaneously also shadowy and shitty and uncomfortable and awkward and, and and to stay for it all. That's, I think, the big piece, to stay for it all.
0: Yeah, yeah I was so t- turn over to you there
1: silver that was beautiful <laughs> Yeah I love I love reminiscing and and being able to go back and and share that experience you know which started from just wanting to be wild and playful at that tantra party and I just I just wanted to bite Georgia and just you know crawl <laughs> behind her on the floor and just bite different parts of her body because I was just really embodying and embracing this inherent wildness and really going back to to that inherent wisdom
2: Mm.
1: you know as a man because at, at that time I was really really present to the fact that you know many of us men have lost lost that that wildness we became top of the food chain and then we became domesticated and so I was really tapping into that. And as Georgia described, we were just, we were working with the energies at play. And, you know, very early on in our, in our co-creationship, as we affectionately call it, we realized that we were co-creating every single moment together, whether it was good or bad, or whether it was magic or whether it was pain, we were co-creating it together. And that was, that was a, a mega, mega breakthrough for us, which has, has just allowed us to, to keep keep building on, on that energy. And when we're in that energy, Spencer, that's, that's when we feel alive, you know? We, we allow it all, and we're willing to go to those places that we've never, ever been before in relationship. And ultimately you know, the energy that we're bringing is co-creating magic together. That's that's what we're all about. Mm. Amazing,
0: amazing. So this is a great opportunity that I feel to tap into something that I hear in the brotherhood. And I hear from men a lot who are in relationship where they feel like they are you know, they're up leveling, and they're taking action. And, and so is their partner. Yet, there isn't this, this passionate wildness, perhaps, you know, sexually, perhaps sensually. So I would love even though they, they know in their heart that that is there, or, you know, available to them and their partner, how would you advise or recommend to this brother who's listening out there who maybe is called to go a little bit wilder and deeper and more primal and bring some of that animal attraction to this soul power partnership, you know, take it to the next level. Mm. That's the, such a great question.
2: Yeah. We're going to fight over who gets to answer this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you jump in. Okay. <laughs>
2: um, so first of all, I, I want to share that, you know, our relating experience has had huge gaps of time where the polarity in our in our relationship or co-creationship has been quite neutralized. Mm. So that is my, my rigorous honesty to start with. So it was through that path of neutralized passion whereby you start to, you have two conscious loving people, you know, expanding in their lives, you know, doing great things in the world and the passion or erotic nature of their relationship is uh, flatlined. And we very much experienced that. And it was from that place. This is, this is the key ingredient here where we, we stood in it. You know, we, we got knee deep in it and we asked it to show us what the assignment was. What's the assignment here? Why, why are we experiencing this? And so the first thing to do is to ask, what's the opportunity? It's to be with the energy of the neutrality, not to resist it, not to push it away, not to, you know, God, not to oppose it, but to say, show me, show me, show me what this is all about. And then from there, it's, less about trying or efforting to create passion, desire, eroticism, uh, and more about leaning in to the energy that is present between you and cultivating and moving energy. And when you can do that, you can start to liberate anything that's stuck, anything that needs to be liberated to make space for that true aliveness, that erotic nature, which for us, by definition, just means the feeling of aliveness. Eroticism is that alive place. So that's my first suggestion: is is that. How did I do, Beautiful. honey? Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
1: I love it. And and yeah, really, this is this is where the isolation piece comes in, guys you know, for all the men listening, you know, it's such a common place for, for us to hide out. And, and that's what isolation is, it's a hiding place. You know, that's where we hide in that dark cavern or that dark cave in our minds, where we're trying to work things out, where we're trying to find a solution, where we're stuck with those, those thoughts, that self-critic that is constantly picking holes in our, in our success and constantly chastising us and putting us down. And when we can come out of that, that dark space of isolation and actually share mm-hmm. that place with our partner, mm-hmm. that's, that's where the magic begins. And that's, that's where the deepening mm-hmm. begins mm-hmm. is for us to share that level of truth and authenticity and vulnerability as men with our partners so that we can, yeah, we can, we can just get that guilt and shame out into the open and into the light because it cannot exist in the light. So, rather than holding on to that and feeling ashamed and guilty, you know, just get it out into the light. And it creates such a, a deepening, a, a bond. And, and that is part of lovemaking. You know, when you can share those experiences with a partner, it, it just deepens your understanding mm. of each other and your knowing of each other. Mm. And most importantly, trust. It builds an incredible bond of trust, Mm -hmm. where you become unbreakable, you become unshakable. You galvanize, and that's where you can co-create whatever you want.
2: That's where the great sex happens, Spencer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) when all the emotions are coming out (laughs) yeah not just the good stuff you can bring the the darker emotions out as well A
2: swirling uh, bath of all kinds of things isn't it
1: that's the holy grail guys Mm. is when when it's all welcome Mm. the the dark and the light
0: Mm. feeling the sexual energy on this call i love it I just love hearing the polarity between you two um, you're co-creating so beautifully together. So one thing I'd love for you to explore with the brother here, and I'm going to direct this to you, Georgia, first, is this whole piece of developing deeper levels of trust with your partner and you know, with the feminine specifically for the brother out there. I know I get on a lot of calls and I talk with a lot of brothers in the DMs who don't fully trust within the relationship. They're not able or willing at this point, even if they are considering themselves a masculine leader, to like fully surrender to the relationship and to the feminine. So I would love it if you would just share from you know a divine feminine perspective, like what is it like to experience a man who is vulnerable and who is open to this level of trust.
2: Yeah. So there are a couple of things that came through as you were you were sharing that. First of all is I, I like to think of masculine and feminine as the providing and receptivity aspects of our personality. And I like to consider that from the side of me that has a desire to feel safe, to feel, to receive that level of safety or to trust in another human. I like to think it's the same space that a man might, might go to, to feel safe, that place of receptivity, to open up to welcoming in another being. I think what happens in conditions under relationship is that there is this this dissonance, this disconnect from what feels good and what feels bad. And two people who can't seem to come to a place where they both feel like they can provide and receive. And When we're trying to create a relationship where everyone feels seen and heard and connected, it really requires a level of what we call love leadership. And in love leadership, you really have the capacity to better see, better hear your partner, which is really what helps to open up for channels of safety, which I believe both men and women really need in order to expand in relationship. So for example, if a man you know, is having a hard time trusting in the feminine or in the female in his life, then he is likely needs to pause and take a look at, where don't I trust myself? Where can I not open to the vulnerable receptivity of who I am? And I invite the women to also do the same. What parts of me are closed and doesn't feel safe within my own self-actualization? So that's generally the the place that I would start first.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's great advice. And I know for a fact that i made georgia feel very very uneasy by not expressing certain sides of myself and really hiding them in being stoic and not sharing sharing my emotions and just constantly trying to be high vibe or be positive or be strong instead of you know looking at what was on the the polar opposite of that the other side and yeah it wasn't really until i was able to express those emotions and flaws as well that i was able to build a really really high level of of trust with georgia and yeah i think i think many many of us men are, are very very good and covert at you know, hiding our mistakes and doing everything possible to look good. And that's definitely a trap that I've, I've fallen into. And it, it's, it's known as this Mr. Nice guy syndrome. And I highly recommend for all the brothers out there Mm. who are listening to, to read the book by Dr. Glover, which is no more Mr. Nice guy, where, he, he will reveal <laughs> a massive, massive blind spot for, for men because of the, the absent fathers and the, the fact that, you know, most of us have been brought up by, by women, by our moms, by, you know, taught by fe- female school teachers and not really had those, those strong masculine role models in our lives which has
2: healthy masculine,
1: yeah, healthy masculine, Mm -hmm. which has created this, this fractured um, identity for, for many, many men, instead of this integrated masculine, which the world is crying out for right now.
0: So much potency in there. And I just love some of the language that you use from love leadership to self-actualization to integrated masculine. And I feel like I have all of my all of my content to write on for, for a while. It's just such beautiful, so beautiful to hear this coming through you. Mm. Now I would like to bounce it right back to you again, Silver, as you had talked about this process that you went through, this revealing. And I know that both of you share frequently on navigating triggers in this relationship. So silver, when you were going through this process, like what were some of these triggers that you were experiencing both within you um, and also that were, were showing up expressed and mirrored by your partner?
1: Yeah, I think, I think the biggest one, spencer is the the wound of not doing it right and yeah basically not being good enough is what it what it boils down to and yeah that would that would just come up over and over again i mean that's that's a wound that that comes from you know my parents my mum and dad being (laughs) very very perfectionist in every single thing that they, they were doing and, and yeah, me in their eyes, never, never doing enough or never doing things, things right. So that, that was a big one that, that used to come up a lot and in very, very covert ways. And that, that would just make me, make me shut down. It would make me avoid situations. Like it would make me avoid conflict, and yeah, ultimately just just getting into a people pleasing role, which was very very debilitating in my previous relationships, and it's it's certainly come up in our relationship to to finally be able to face it down.
2: Yeah, I think it's really important to highlight that you know there's a lot of rhetoric around you know do the self work and find the self love and then and then meet the love of your life and your soul powered partner when you're ready when you've done all the things hmm. and it will be exactly perfect and it won't have you know triggers and and it's that's total utter bullshit i hope i can say that on the podcast <laughs> um it's you can total utter bullshit. Um, The truth is we played out the exact same things and we were highly evolved. We were like crushing life in so many ways. lots of self-love, lots of, lots of all the things that they talk about you needing to have before you find this all omnipotent relationship.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've been through major, major evolution personally. Yeah. I was like
2: 13 years (laughs) sober. I mean, I've done it. I've seen it. And 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 we played out all these wounds together again so we were like oh god you know six months in this again really are you you kidding me right now and so silver would mirror have the experience of not doing it right and not being enough and i would of course Meet that experience with my deepest rejection, which was not being heard and not being seen. So we were just playing out this ridiculous, this ridiculous wound, this perception of dis ease, literally.
1: And then we would both isolate.
2: Yeah. And then we would both
1: disconnect.
2: You see, we are like cut from the same cloth, we are born a day apart. We are
1: both Virgos, both
2: Virgos, obviously, and, and
1: both high functioning coaches and mentors (laughs) and leaders, (laughs) visionaries.
2: So we just decided that in order to meet these wounds, we would stare them in the face. And that's where love leadership comes in. Because truthfully, to all the brothers listening to this, the truth is you know really showing up to meet these aspects that are the most challenging in relationship is where the rubber hits the road and um yeah we're we're, we're here to sit, encourage you uh to yeah to go deeper in that arena
1: it takes courage to go there but i have to i have to say you know we're the most resounding moments in our co-creationship and our deepening together was that moment where we were on the couch together, describing our isolation and what it looked like and what it felt like and and why we go there and mm-hmm. and being in that really dark, vulnerable place together, you know, both crying and tears pouring down our faces mm-hmm. and that experience really galvanized us.
2: So much compassion for those two, you know, those oh, two those God. two, and their little ones, you know, Yeah. so much compassion.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we're working through decades of conditioning, some of us, and, you know, it takes, it takes some effort, mm-hmm. and it takes some time, and it takes some practice.
0: Amazing. Thank you for sharing that piece about you being on the couch with, you know, your inner childs and all of that wounding. Now, I know this is something that brothers ask me frequently is how can I, you know, really move into this kind of work? Like how do I actually approach my partner and move from, Hey, I'd like to go deeper into this isolation piece or whatever they want to speak and actually, you know, move onto the couch and have, these conversations. Like I imagine this is part of the love leadership. So if you can just help guide the brother who's, you know, he hears what you're saying. He knows that he's got to have these conversations and start this process, but he's unsure of how to you know, take that masculine love leadership and lead his partner into these conversations. So if you can speak
1: into that, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. It's such a, a great question. And, and really the the tool that we used initially, Spencer, we affectionately called "What's Alive Lover," and that really gave us the opportunity to share what's alive on that day, which was you know whatever emotions or energy or vulnerability or um, even you know things that were shadows that were that were coming in. And the, the practice there for us was just to really hold space for each other and listen without having a conversation, just 100% present listening for your partner. And the opportunity for the brothers is to set that sacred space and say, hey, I want to try this, this practice with you. It's called What's Alive Lover. Set the timer for say five minutes and ask them what's alive. What are they going through emotionally? What are they feeling? You know, what's happening energetically? What's what's real and authentic to get to the juicy stuff? And do not interject at all. Just listen intently and be present for them. And, you know, for the men out there, this is such a a valuable practice because when women feel heard, they feel safe, they feel seen. And guys, there's nothing to fix. You, you have nothing to solve often from, from women being, being heard. That's, that's all they need. And, you know, once you've had your five minutes swap over and that's, that's a great way to set that sacred container. Do you want to stack on that?
2: Yeah, it's great. So it's a, it's a real entry-level practice, and it's really amazing the, the experience of sharing what's alive and then receiving your partner and thanking them for sharing and switching over. It's it's an unbelievable opener. And ultimately, you know, the the we like to use the word practice in our in our work, in our mentorship, because You know, there's a lot of talk about doing the work and doing the work and doing the work. And for me, that feels like a very patriarchal perspective Mm. of what needs to be held right now. And that is the practice of life, the practice of living, the practice of showing up and receiving. And, And we need to really shift the conversation away from all this hard work and hard work. And so the first part for me is, is to suggest that there become a willingness to get present to what's alive. So much like silver is suggesting, it's getting present to what is happening in the relationship. So you can say, oh, hey, hey there. I see what's happening here. I see this wound. I see this trigger. I see what we're creating together. I see what we're creating together. Yeah, let's just stay with it. Hmm. Hmm, what happens if we just stay here with it? (sighs) And allow it to expand in the space. When we allow it to expand in the space, it gets heard, it gets witnessed. The feeling comes through us. And then we can move into a more present moment experience. See, my favorite part of everything we do is the embodiment aspect of it it's really the feeling aspect and the more we are able to feel the more we feel like we belong is the truth
0: amazing this this whole piece well first of all i would like to thank you for providing that what's alive lover tool because I know the men in this brotherhood, they just love the tools. They love the techniques. They like to say that the tactical and practical. So I'm um, gifting them. This practice is awesome. And to the brother who is listening out there, there you go. There's your tool. Here's your one takeaway that you can start applying to your relationship tonight. So go ahead and take that opportunity to step into your masculine love leadership and guide your partner to the couch or in front of the fire wherever that may be and start playing with this and as georgia talked about practice it explore it as silver has done within his life and then of course let us know on instagram you can tag at new earth masculine we'll get silver and georgia's in these show notes and and let us know what's real for you with this tool how has it helped you evolve. Now, Georgia, I want to steer this, this conversation back to a piece that was alluded to, when we were talking about animal attraction and primal emotions, which is really coming up for a lot of men and women out there right now. And there's this patterning that so many of us play out that instinctual flight, freeze, or fight freeze or fight would you be willing to share a little bit deeper about some of those primal instincts that show up in relationship when we're triggered and perhaps provide a you know a strategy for the brother out there if he is in flea mode or is he freezing or is he wanting to fight in his relationship what are some things that he can do
2: yeah that's great um self regulation and emotional resilience is what i'm most in love with these days and from my experience and also from my training what i what i know to be true is that we have these systems in our body mostly within our central nervous system and so when back in like hundreds and hundreds of years ago we'd see a bear and we would retreat right and that our 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 flight would show up and and the central nervous system would trigger us to retreat and because of all the stressors in current life in western society um, we have a very similar response our flight or freeze or fight is activated prematurely or <laughs> unnecessarily because of the stressors that our body and the conditions that our bodies are under and so When you're in a state of active fight, flight, or freeze, the best thing to do from an emotional resilience perspective is to simply a very simple technique, which is to just place your hands on your chest, your stomach, wherever the tension is, and breathe, pause, and breathe. So that you're activating the parasympathetic nervous system This is the regulator. This is the rest and digest system. And you do that for as long as you need to until fear of the bear dissipates. Because largely we have the capacity to self-regulate. We have the capacity to show up maturely relating. And when I speak of mature relating, I'm talking about the development of the underdeveloped aspects of who we are that are just based around trauma from young from developmental wounding so young our younger years our formative years and so we're just responding from this place that you know how many years ago was that now <laughs> you know i'm 45 and i'm still responding from my two-year-old my central nervous system still onboards, you know in in response to that to those to those triggers in a fight flight or freeze response And so really self-regulating through breath and pause and the connection to your body coming back to the connection of your body and allowing the sympathetic nervous system to rest. So it is a place of deep maturity. You have to be willing to do that. Otherwise you can literally be hooked in fight, flight, or freeze all day long. If you allow yourself.
1: Yeah, you really want to get curious to what's going on guys, you know, get curious to these triggers, because curiosity is that playful, non judgmental energy where you can, you can really start to unravel these these triggers and wounds. And you want to be able to become the observer. So when you're the observer, then you're really elevating yourself above the situation, Mm. above the trigger, above the wound. And above the situation and you're able to see what is going to play out before it even plays out when you get good at this <laughs> you know initially you'll just be observing it playing out and going oh yeah. <laughs> I, how many times have I done this before <laughs> here's that thing it's happening over again it's happening subconsciously and I keep getting triggered and wounded and then isolating or running away or fighting or arguing so yeah, get, get curious, become aware and become the observer and stay in, stay in your heart, come back to your feeling state and your body. Pause, no, breathe, pause, breathe.
2: Either way, you can pause, breathe, pause. Okay. You can breathe, pause. <laughs> you can
1: do it all. The important part is to come back to your body. Mm-hmm.
0: Another tool for the brother out there. I absolutely love that. So thank you for that, you too, brother. There you go. There's your second tool from these potent leaders. And wouldn't you know, it's always the simplest. And you have the opportunity and the choice to apply this when you find yourself in the flight, in the freeze, you know, in the fleeing mode. So this is something to remember. Now, you two, I would love to scale this out from the relationship the brother has with his queen or his king and talk a little bit more about what we are feeling and seeing unfolded unfolding in this on this planet of ours right now as you and i both know there's lots of aspects of suffering there's poverty you know there's despair there's suffering within relationships in the first world and third world. So I would love to just hear you share about how you feel suffering is evolving right now with all of these seemingly chaotic and wild and unfathomable things that are occurring. So I'd love to turn that over to you, Georgia, to start and then Silver chime in when she's concluded. Mm-hmm.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Well, it's a brave statement, but I think it's one that's seemingly obvious also. And that is that the illusion of suffering and disparity right now is no more than it's ever been. The the mass amounts of suffering that the world has undergone, uh, first, third world, wherever you are in the world, has always been prevalent. I think if we're talking about the Western world, I think what I'm noticing and I'm seeing is this disembodiment. It is this connection to things that are really removed from our daily embodied experience. We are way too tuned in to social media and aspects of the external world that keep us from feeling connected is the truth. And with what's happening in the world right now, the amount of connection is worsening. And we know that, you know, it actually it isn't cigarettes that are the number one killer, believe it or not. It's loneliness is the number one killer in the world. It's that isolation piece. And as we are disconnecting more and more because of what's occurring in the world, wherever you are, it's vital at this point to come into a more embodied space, to make a conscious choice to turn the screens off, to make a conscious choice to lay in the moss or sit near a tree or walk in the snow or swim wild in the sea in the middle of winter it is imperative that we connect to reality right now so ultimately if you can if you can do that and see that as being the most important piece of the puzzle then i guarantee collectively if we can move towards more of that there will be a more unified feeling and connection to the earth and each other um much faster than if you don't
1: well said honey i mean it it does all come back to connection you know connection to to our body and our heart and our soul connection to nature and connection to each other Mm. and if they're the only three things that we focus on every single day we're going to thrive we're going to be abundant Mm -hmm. we're going to have stronger communities than ever it's it's really it's really that simple you know suffering exists in the mind so yeah just come back into connection Mm -hmm. it's that simple
0: extremely potent i love the whole coming back to nature coming back to your relationship with others and coming back to yourself as the the foundational part of being a human experience now i would love to you know come full circle with this conversation and bring it back to that that animal attraction in in the bali temple (laughs) and share a little bit about you know, your, your journey together when it comes to like, the physical connection, when it comes to your sexual exploration and your experience. This is one of the areas that I hear a lot about where you know, men are great leaders, um, but they, they're struggling or they know there's a gap or an upgrade that can occur with not only their sexual energy within themselves, which I'm sure Silver, I'd love for you to, you know, speak into as well as, you know, with their partner, you know, quote unquote, in the bedroom. So Silver, if you could kick it off and just share a little bit about, you know, the sexual presence piece for leaders moving forward. And then Georgia, if you could just share a little bit more about you know the feminine perception of you know a sexually alive potent man would be absolutely amazing to conclude this conversation
1: absolutely and yeah if i if i describe our journey that's that started from that wild animal attraction on the floor of that bali temple as as i was biting every single part of georgia i could get my teeth into that really just developed into this energetic ball of wild passion and, and crazy wild sex and all, all its beautiful undulations and inc- incredible facets of, of different energy that we entered into over those first three or four months together. The sex and, was super hot. So oh, I was
2: trying to say, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> off, but, but off that's the, the easy hook. part. The first four months.
1: <laughs> but what happened? You know, we were making love. You know, two to three times a day, and and cultivating this energy. And I was practicing semen retention at the time as well, which I highly recommend to to every single brother out there. You know, your your seed is so precious. Every single time you ejaculate your body is preparing to create the upgraded and up-leveled most incredible version of you so hold on to that that seed and use it use it wisely that's your life force so that's what I was cultivating at that time and then suddenly you know we built this incredible energy together we put on our first workshops together and clients were just starting to find us and say you know we want what you have teach us what you know and suddenly Georgia was gone she was back to Canada and I was like whoa okay (laughs) what am I gonna do with this sexual energy and as I kept asking myself that I received this download over the course of that week, which was what I call the wild man activation technique. And really that started as a daily morning practice, just standing in front of the mirror and shaking my cock and balls and until it was uncomfortable, you know, uh, jumping around, jumping and jumping and just so that I could feel the weight of my cock and balls. And, and then making, making wild sounds growling and getting in touch with that wild man and getting in touch with that wild beast, that, that passion in, in my heart and being with that every single morning. And over the course of that week, that practice developed in, into a, a very solid practice, which I, I shared on a, with a number of men at a retreat at the end of the week. And it was incredibly powerful. It's something I still teach men today. And that really supported me to cultivate my sexual energy and cut the cord to relying on Georgia to to satisfy my my sexual needs.
2: And that's a great segue right there. Well done. (laughs) Because ultimately you are in charge of your own sexual mastery. There is no other person responsible for your needs, wants, or desires. And I think that there are like, there's hundreds of years of conditioning around um, sex and men and women and instant gratification, peak orgasm experience, et cetera, et cetera. And unfortunately, and this could be triggering to hear, but I'm going to share it anyway, Unfortunately, we have a culture of rape and we have millions of women who have experienced sexual abuse and rape in their lifetime. They have experienced the lack of consent and being harmed in some way through sexual prowess, through the masculine, the toxic masculine that has not been able to to powerfully cultivate their own sexual mastery. And so when we are entering into relationship, what happens in the beginning, of course, in the romantic phase, there's all this juiciness and sexuality. And then we meet each other in these vulnerable spaces sometime around seven months and these wounds come up and suddenly the sex drops off because of vulnerability is now open. And now the man doesn't know how to respond to the woman and it's too much or it's too little or it's not right. And what's happening is that there's all this deprogramming going on. And what needs to then happen in that space is for more energetic alignment, for more connection sexually, and then all the textures of lovemaking can come back. Sometimes it's slow, sometimes it's sweet, sometimes it's connected because you are literally, your cock is literally the medicine for a woman who has been harmed sexually. It's that powerful and my message is really important. And then once that medicine is gifted, and it's so beautiful, and I'm so open, and I'm so juiced up, then the beast can come out, and then I'm ready, and I'm activated, but it's absolutely a different space. It's a space that needs more time, because that wound is so big in our culture. Whew.
0: That was An honor to listen to and I love how neither of you hold back I can see this is such a potent component of your leadership. Now this has been a great conversation. I know we could go on and on and on and perhaps it will align for a part two at some point in the future. I'd love to just conclude by giving each of you an opportunity starting with you, Silver to any final words any thoughts any things that are real with you right now from this conversation that you can gift the brother as we conclude this conversation
1: I'd love to thank you Spencer <sighs> Yeah it's it's really time to expand You know, what we're experiencing right now is is a a lot of pressure. And we have two choices, really, guys. We have the opportunity to contract or we have the opportunity to expand. And our women, our communities, the world needs us now more than ever. So it's time it's time and we have to we have to do something different we have to keep evolving we have to keep growing we have to switch those screens off we have to connect to our heart to our body to our partners to each other and to mother nature there's no more time to waste mm.
2: Mm. Oh, me now?
1: Yes.
2: (laughs) Sorry, I was just so wrapped up in your silky words, honey, (laughs) and your gorgeous accent. Juicy, juicy. Sometimes I just listen to could listen to his accent all day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Ah, what can I add to that? Just, just so blessed to be on this journey with Silver, and the gratitude I have for for all the men out there who are willing to go to the edge and peer into something different, to doing something different rather than peering back to what they used to do. And I'm just so grateful to all of you. And I I hear you, I see you, I feel you, I honor all the men out there practicing life every single day. And I'm just so, so blessed to to be a part of of this transformation.
0: Amazing wisdom from powerful leaders. Georgia, will you share with the brother how he can follow along or get in touch with you if he's feeling the frequency match to continue to stay in your two's energy?
2: yeah let's feel the frequency match i like that (laughs) yeah you can go on over to lovelifelegacy.global there's an opportunity to connect with us there you can also find us at relationship mentorship with georgia morley and silver storick over on facebook love life legacy is our 14-week program and we are on ig at love life legacy with two y's anything else baby else are we oh i just joined clubhouse that's fun
1: (laughs) oh nice nice
2: yeah
1: -hmm. yeah we're just loving supporting men and women and couples right now Mm -hmm. to really liberate any blind spots or stuck energy that could be better channeled into into their purpose and Mm -hmm. and their legacy and their their co-creationship and collectively creating the world that we want to see Mm. one where we're not separate from nature but we're actually part of it Mm.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: georgia silver this has been an absolute pleasure to have you on consciousness and leadership the podcast for truth seeking souls your wisdom your leadership your guidance the tools you shared have been invaluable so thank you for your time and energy and Bringing your presence to this conversation
2: oh thanks spencer thanks so much for having having us here today
1: yeah and thank you to all your your amazing listeners mm-hmm. you know we this generation has the possibility to to make changes that no other generation has has had for for many many centuries so yeah, I, I'm just in awe of the, the work that you do, Spencer, mm-hmm. and, and the amount of podcasts and conscious conversations that you've, you've put out already. So thank you very much from the bottom of our hearts for inviting us on the show.
0: Hmm, I received that. It's been a pleasure to have you on here. And brother, thank you for your time and your energy for listening to this full podcast we truly trust that there's some valuable tools, techniques, and wisdom within, within this. So we would love to hear from you. Go ahead and make a story on Facebook, Instagram, tag Silver and George at the link, tag me at New Earth Masculine. Let's keep having these conversations and sharing about soul powered partnerships, co-creation, the ending and liberation from suffering. The more we can bring our our energy and our attention to these area, areas be the swifter and more smoothly we anchor in the sacred abundant new earth where men women children and animals can co-create and thrive within this beautiful planet earth so from my heart to yours thank you so much all my relations and i will see you in the next episode